great to see you. We have an interest in you and your business and we're running these business lunchtime talks each Thursday. It's great to have your company as we commence a new study in the life and leadership of a woman called Deborah. We had been dealing for a number of weeks with the leadership and the life of Nehemiah. Now we're moving across to look at Deborah and let's see how we can put the Bible back into business. To stay informed about our business lunchtime talks, you can hit the subscribe button now or you can learn more about us on our website. If we've met before, that's brilliant. It's great to have you back. And if we haven't, my name is Trevor Boyd and I'm the minister here in First Rothfriland Presbyterian Church. As we come to study Deborah, I'm going to turn to read from the book of Judges. It's chapter 4 and we're going to read the first five verses. Deborah's story really is contained in Judges chapter 4 and Judges chapter 5. So there's not as much written about her as Nehemiah. But today we're going to read from chapter 4 verse 1. It says, when Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sesera, who dwelt in Horashith Haggim. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years he had harshly opposed the children of Israel. Now Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Labadoth, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. And we'll finish there at verse 5. I'm sure it's fair to say that in business, people want to know something about, about you. They want to know something about you to enable a degree of trust to be able to do business. And all of you, no doubt, you will have your own particular ways of checking people out, of inquiring what sort of person they are, but before you do business, before you get into a contract with them. If someone is applying for a job, they need to submit a CV and an application form. If you're a company, you have to explain who you are and why you'd be a good supplier or a business partner with someone else. Indeed, it's one of the reasons businesses are told that they need a website so that people can do homework. People can find out a bit about the company. There's a need for us to establish a certain amount of credibility, to be able to build a relationship, to be able to do business together. And so we, we could say at the outset that Deborah's CV was a bit sketchy as well as being short. Deborah, like a lot of women, is shy about her age. Uh, and we can identify that she was a wife, that she was a judge. She was a national leader who lived over 3,000 years ago amongst the people of Israel. Now, historically, uh, she ruled as the fourth of 15 judges. 
uh, and the judges ruled over a, a period of 325 years before Israel had a king. And interestingly, Deborah is the only female judge mentioned in the Bible. We understand that she was happily married to a man called Lapidoth, and we have no account of whether she had children or not. The name Deborah is translated as B, B E E. So you can decide, as we learn more about her, whether she was a busy bee or whether she was someone that could sting you like a bee. You can make your own mind up uh, on that one. As we, study, as we study Deborah, we will see that she provides a picture of leadership that wasn't normally seen in the society of her time. Very few women in scripture rose to positions of national leadership. And indeed in her own society there has been much debate about women and leadership. Uh, and how they are now being encouraged and brought through the ranks. Uh, and yet there's this ongoing discussion uh, about equal pay. Uh, and so there is still an opportunity and a need for progress uh, in this area. Having established something about Deborah, we need to understand something of the circumstances in which uh, she found herself. As we understand it, the nation of Israel had fallen into a sad and into a regular pattern where we would say the Bible was missing. Uh, the, the people would sin, they would be disobedient, they would suffer at the hands of another nation until they finally cried out to God. Uh, and then God would send salvation uh, through a judge because Israel uh, were known uh, as the chosen people of God. And then, as we read in a reading in verse 1, the sons of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud died. So God had allowed Israel to fall under the control of King Jabin of Canaan. And he had an army commander called Sisera. King Jabin had been oppressing Israel for something like 20 years and then Deborah arrives on the scene. So, so in business terms, you could say that Deborah came to the helm of the company when things couldn't get much worse. Staff morale was low. Respect for management had literally melted away. Competitors were getting the better of the company called Israel. And you can just imagine for yourself the corporate mess that they found themselves in. As we can see, Deborah didn't arrive in her new position of leadership at a great time. Things were basically a shambles, but we could say, well, they couldn't get any worse. So initially, much of her work would have centered around gaining respect. Much of her work would have been based around rebuilding and regrowing confidence in those around her as well as in the nation. Deborah respected herself as a person and she respected those that she worked with and had dealings with. And by doing this, Deborah was working herself into a position where people from all over Israel would come to her to have their disputes settled. 
if owners, if directors, if managers are to win the respect of others, then first they need to demonstrate a healthy respect for themselves and then to demonstrate that they have a respect for those that they work alongside or manage or have dealings with. I'm sure that there were many observers who didn't expect Deborah to succeed in changing the image and the actions of corporate Israel. What becomes evident in future years is that Deborah did indeed raise the standard of living for the common people and she guided the nation of Israel back to the path of peace, of stability and prosperity. Leaders who respect themselves and leaders who earn the respect of others, they're the sort of people who are always willing to go the extra mile. They're always willing to fight to achieve victory and to bring others with them. In verse 4, it says that Deborah was a prophetess, the wife of Labidoth, and she was judging Israel at that time. The nation of Israel, they had come to respect Deborah as someone who spoke with authority, someone who spoke with a great degree of common sense concerning the things of God. While you or I may not be a national leader like Deborah, we too can learn to speak with a degree of authority within our own career, within our own profession, within our own sphere of influence. We can practice establishing credibility by excelling at the job we do. It doesn't matter what the job is, what level it's at, but we can practice excelling at that job, doing it to the best of our ability and in so doing then to help others do the same. We can do our job in such a way as to earn the respect of our co-workers or the respect of our employees or our managers. It's always one of the first steps in becoming a successful leader. And Deborah, this lady Deborah, is someone who can be of benefit to each of us. She can be of benefit to every person of influence in today's workplace. So, so we note that Deborah, she spoke with authority and indeed leaders are they're subject experts within their sphere of influence and whenever you're regarded as someone who's respected and someone who's an expert within your field of influence then you add value you bring solutions you then speak with authority people sit up and they pay attention to what you're saying Deborah was that sort of person. She was an effective leader whose public life reveals some very important characteristics. As we've said at the outset, Deborah led the people. She led corporate Israel when things were difficult. She rose to this position of leadership at a dark time for the nation. Uh, in actual fact, uh, Israel was in decline. It had fallen away from God and the bottom line was it needed help. And Deborah did what great leaders do and that is she personally grew stronger and she stepped up to the mark when things were difficult. 
I'm sure there weren't many people queuing up to take on this poison chalice of uh, leading Israel, but Deborah was prepared to take on what looked like a no-hope job and, and to give it her all. Uh, and you know, there are people who specialise in this type of work in companies in different sectors and across the world. You'll have read stories or come across situations where there was a failing company. And then they'll be bought up by an individual with money or a corporation or an investment fund. And so the new owner, whoever they turn out to be, they will then tend to appoint someone. They'll appoint an individual, could be a man or could be a woman, who has a proven track record of turning companies around and making the company profitable again. They've become an expert in their own sphere, uh, they're well respected uh, and they know what they're doing. They've got the contacts, they've got the understanding and they can turn that struggling, failing company round and make it profitable once again. Deborah took on the job of turning Israel around. Deborah, she didn't have to fight her way up the career ladder to senior management. No, we understand that Deborah was the fixer. That Deborah was the fixer summoned and appointed by God and then affirmed by her followers. It's worthwhile just stopping to pause and think about you know, the titles that we give people who lead, whether it be managers, whatever the title is, but titles are job descriptions. In many ways, uh, as we read from management books and strategies, they provide the lowest form of leadership. In other words, people just follow the boss or follow the manager because they have to, because they're the boss. Leaders who want others to follow simply because they are the boss, they'll soon lose respect. And so with that in mind, let's take uh, and let's start to take a closer look because we're going to be thinking about Deborah over a few weeks. Let's uh, take a closer look of how Deborah went about her business. Well, if you go to verse 5, it tells us about her office and about her style of management. Her office, we could say, was on the same level as everyone else. And she literally had an open door policy with the people of the nation. She met out in the open air underneath the palm tree. She was available to people. The people could turn up. They could meet her when she was at the palm tree of Deborah between the two places of Ramah and Bethel up in these mountains of Ephraim. Uh, and indeed, if you want to dig in uh, a wee bit deeper, the imagery of this setting, uh, it also helps to tell us a wee bit more about Deborah. Deborah had been raised up by God to be a judge uh, and to lead Israel in the ways of God from the place or from the position of righteousness and that's reflected in the palm tree of Deborah uh, and Deborah was to intercede for her people she was to stand in the gap uh, and she was to speak against the idolatry uh, which was associated with Ramah uh, and to get uh, the children of Israel to leave that idolatry and turn to God turn to the house of God which is associated with worship at Bethel and then they would inherit they would be blessed and be fruitful and that was a reflection on the tribe of Ephraim and their land 
Deborah's job was to declare the will of the Lord. Deborah's job was to keep um, her people from reaping what they had sown. In business, uh, as in life, it's very frustrating when you can't get in contact with the person you're looking for. You may not be able to find the phone number in the first place. Or when you get a number, uh, you ring the office and you're told they're out of their office. Or you're told they're in a meeting. You know the feeling. And your availability is every bit as important as your ability. Deborah, she had the ability. And Deborah was also available and accessible to the people. We don't always have to be the most talented person in the office or on the job. But if we can offer to the people what we have, then we'll be appreciated by the people because we're available. At times there are talented people, but they are never around whenever you need them or whenever you want them. They only seem to show up whenever there's an important photograph to be taken. And we see that Deborah had wisdom and she was available. And people did come to her. People came to her for wisdom and for guidance and for direction. The people of Israel were once again starting to commit their ways to God as they put the Bible back into action. The people wanted to know more about God. They wanted to know what God thought. And so they came uh, to Deborah the prophetess and she was able to offer them wisdom and guidance. So Deborah, in her leadership, she exercised wisdom and people respected that and they came to her for advice and guidance. As we've said, Deborah was approachable. The people of Israel came to her. They sought after her. And more than likely they saw in her uh, that she had an approachable nature. That they felt comfortable in her company. Uh, and they didn't think that they were a botheration. Or they didn't think that their problem was too small or indeed too big to bring to her. So those are two important things for us to take home with us today. As we think about Deborah. Her wisdom, ability and approachability. Deborah, in her role as a leader, she understands that her leadership comes from God and she is obedient to her, to him. And nothing inhibits her from doing what she believes God is calling her to do. Indeed, we could say that Deborah has a greater fear of God than she has of man. And what a difference that makes to our outlook and our attitude in life and in business. When we fear God more than we fear anyone else. So we'll pause there this week. uh, Remembering uh, about Deborah's uh, approachability. Remembering about her availability and her wisdom. uh, And how uh, people respected her and she respected others. And those are things for us to think about and ponder. About how we can apply those in our lives and in our business uh, position. Whatever that may be. In the coming weeks. And we'll just come now. And we'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father. uh, We come this evening. 
uh, and or this afternoon and we, we thank you uh, for your goodness lord we thank you for the beautiful weather that has uh, been a benefit in so many ways lord uh, for those shops that are open it's encouraged people out uh, and a, it has uh, encouraged uh, business uh, lord uh, we thank you for the gradual unlocking uh, of the restrictions uh, around COVID and how businesses and different sectors are gradually uh, being able to get back into some uh, sort of routine. Lord, we pray for business owners and managers that you would guide them as to how they can best work with the restrictions that are placed upon them through social distancing and through keeping people safe and restricting uh, the transmission of COVID-19. Uh, Father, we thank you for all of the support measures that are in place by the government uh, and we pray that in the coming days these will continue to be available and continue to provide a great assistance and help to businesses from all different sectors and all different shapes and sizes. Lord, we come and we thank you for the leadership of Deborah. We pray that you may help us to reflect and to learn from it and that we may become better leaders uh, now and in the future. In Jesus' name, Amen.